This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Tell us who you thought was the best this weekend, a winner of the weekend, if you will, at 919-860-5326, 919-860-5FAN. You could also hit us up on Twitter at a gold fan, or if you want to just uh, let Victoria know what you think, at V underscore two underscore V, v underscore Victoria. And Rolls right off the tongue. We're out of underscores <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Tapped out. All right, so I'm starting with the Wolfpack. I am absolutely starting with what, what I saw from NC State. I am going to be honest. I didn't think they had it in them offensively because I just thought I know how good NC State is defensively. I just thought that Wake's offense, especially coming off that performance at Louisville, they were going to be better. And if Wake was on top of their game offensively, I just didn't see a way State was going to be able to keep them under 30. And, oh, boy, did they do that and more. State's defense was tremendous, but it was really the way they played offensively that was the most impressive. And all year long, I have been saying about the Wolfpack, I want to see the approach. I want to see how you go about your business offensively. My biggest fear with the Wolfpack all year long has been playing it too close to the vest, being too conservative, settling for field goals, And not just settling for a field goal as opposed to going for it on fourth down. I'm talking about the approach on first and second down, which almost leaves you no option but to settle for the field goal. Too many times, and I'll go back to the first drive at Clemson. Clemson has just kicked a field goal. NC State gets into the red zone, and that you could tell. They were like, all right, we we got a field goal. Let's not screw anything up here. You were never winning that game with field goals, ever. And I wasn't sure that was ever going to change, but boy, they did it because they had no other choice against Virginia Tech. But man, they looked they looked like they had ultimate trust in MJ Morris. And that's impressive. I thought their offense was excellent. There was a lot of people that made plays, a lot of different people that made plays. And their defense was awesome. Absolutely suffocating. And there is no reason why the Wolfpack can't win out. No reason. Yes, you're going to have to score a bunch of points against North Carolina. This just in. You can. You can. The number one thing I saw this weekend that made me smile was NC State's performance against Wake Forest. Number one thing that made me smile. So, that... that, That must have been a great place to be Saturday night. Really, I mean, it's it's rare that I get a chance to watch start to finish a a Saturday night game because with Hurricanes duties, yes, the Hurricanes are often busy, keeping me busy. No Hurricanes game Saturday night, so man, start to finish, Wake was good. State was better, and then State made Wake not good. Yeah, And it was beautiful weather. It was gorgeous. 
absolutely gorgeous. All right, other winners from the, North Carolina was a winner this weekend. They were. They so not, I mean not only literally but figuratively, uh, and part of it is because of what happened in Indiana later on in the evening. But look, Carolina's defense is still a work in progress. They just ultimately have to get run over slowly, try to hold the other team to some field goals, uh, although they didn't against four touchdowns, for, I believe, for the Cavaliers. Uh, but good for the Tar Heels. They weren't, they weren't perfect, but you're not always going to be perfect, and they managed to win. They had, they, they had it. You know, it was 31-21. They were down 21-17 in the third quarter to Virginia, and frankly, that's not good. Because UVA is no good. But UVA is better than Virginia Tech. And we'll just leave it at that. Uh, But now the Tar Heels are in position where if they could do something crazy like win out, they just might be in the playoff picture. Because Clemson and Alabama both seeded their claims to that. Clemson goes to South Bend and gets absolutely trucked. Their offense is utterly helpless. Now, they had a punt block for a touchdown for Notre Dame, which completely set everything back for Clemson. But you did nothing offensively. And then they brought in, uh, what, Cade Klubnick. And on the first series... He did a freshman thing, which was try to make a play where there was none to make, and he threw an interception, and that was it. That was the game. And he was he was put in a position to fail. Here's what we forgot. What we forgot was the last time that Clemson played was against Syracuse, and then they had the week off, and they put Klubnik in the game, and he didn't have to do anything because it was just Syracuse. And even then, Clemson needed their defense to keep Syracuse out of the end zone to hold on to that win. I mean, Klubnik only threw it, I think, four times in the second half when he came in. Notre Dame is better, not not to mention that environment less accommodating to a fresh to a true freshman. And he's clearly not Trevor Lawrence. Dabo Sweeney got very defensive after the game when they beat Syracuse by uh, shouting down the people who wanted to see a quarterback change. It's probably unnecessary to preemptively do that, but I appreciate he he could have just stopped and said, look, before everybody gets crazy, DJ's our quarterback, blah, blah, blah. The truth of the matter is that DJ Uyunglele had looked much better. But he had looked much better against some not great defenses. And then when he went up against defenses that were pretty good, and Syracuse has a good defense, and so does Notre Dame, didn't look as well. He looked pretty good against NC State. But the thing is, they ran the ball really well against NC State. They did not run the ball against Clemson. They had a couple of chunk plays on the ground, but other than that, they really didn't do much. So Clemson is done, theoretically. Alabama now has two losses. So 
they are done, although they will play for the conference championship, right? I guess LSU still could. Theoretically, I think LSU still could because now Alabama has two conference losses. So, as a matter of fact, LSU might be in the driver's seat for that. Uh, but L- Alabama is not going to be in the conf- in the um, college football playoff uh, top four. Who knows where they'll be in the rankings? So, I think your winners were the loser of the Georgia Tennessee game, which turns out to be Tennessee. Tennessee does have the win at LSU. So, I think the the winner is. One of the winners is that. The winner is also TCU, who is still undefeated. A winner is whoever finishes with one loss in the Pac-12, be it Oregon or Southern Cal. And the winner, I guess, theoretically could be Clemson if Notre Dame doesn't lose again. If North Carolina gets to Charlotte with just one loss. Adam Golden Studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. That's when it's time for my 401k survival Oh, oh look at that. Set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. And if Wake Forest doesn't lose again and they can sneak back into the rankings, and if State only loses again to North Carolina, which theoretically they could. So if there's enough ACC teams in the top 25 and Florida State can't lose again, because Florida State right now is 25th in the AP poll and could very easily be ranked. So I think Clemson could sort of backdoor its way in. But we've watched them. And I don't think anybody believes he is. they are really a college football playoff contender. Well, certainly not somebody who can beat somebody. And is Baker Mayfield the winner from this week, uh, Victoria? Winning a losing battle, maybe? I don't know. I mean, he did. Uh, he, he won by not game. playing. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, only playing when he can make points on the board. Yeah. It's not, oh, did, did he come in the game? Did I, mm-hmm. I miss the end of it? He came in the game? Oh, bit. I said, why? Why did they do yeah. that? Yeah. Just leave PJ alone. I, I was already at the hockey game by that point. <laughs> it's a good choice. Just I had friends who were like, you should come to this tailgate. Just forget that game. And I was like, oh, so tempting. Yeah. But, yeah, I live too far. That's too bad. <laughs> Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th and do our grand opening party then. We're going to be catering some food. We're doing some giveaways. We have a VR headset, an Echo Show, some kitchen gadgets, and some fancy knives. 12 to 2 p.m. Please stop by our showroom, 3030 Wake Forest Road. That's The Designery at the designery.com. 